Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can affect our health, vitality, and longevity. Well, today, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite topics, the benefits of intermittent fasting. I've been talking about it for years, and I do it often, but recently, I've had several people come in and... They are new converts. It has changed their lives. One has had several joint replacements and a history, a lot of pain and inflammation. That's a typical story. And they started intermittent fasting and their inflammation is tremendously better. Another one recently came in, has lost 60 pounds. And they said it is the easiest way to lose weight ever. So I thought it's time to revisit this to maybe help a bunch more people to dump the COVID-19 or 20 pounds gained in quarantine, maybe a bunch of other benefits that I'm going to tell you about, because the benefits are growing with all the research. Intermittent fasting is, is really just an eating pattern. It's not a special diet. So you can follow anything, a paleo, a keto, plant-based, Mediterranean, a standard American diet that I never recommend, but you could. It's just basically the cycle of eating and fasting. Is not horrible and uncomfortable like it may sound. It can be as easy as just having an early dinner and then either skipping breakfast or just having it later. So now I'm going to go to the benefits, not going to waste any more time, you know. So first of all, improve mental clarity and concentration. I'll tell you the whys on that when we get into some of the specifics. But then number two, weight loss and body fat loss, because it's helping with increasing leptin and ghrelin sensitivities. These are the appetite regulating hormones. Intermittent fasting really helps put the brakes on hunger and gets the metabolism back on track while reducing overeating. So it decreases weight. Probably the most common focus for people trying intermittent fasting is to lose the weight. In a systematic study of over 40 different studies found that intermittent fasting was effective for weight loss with typically between 7 and 11 pounds lost over 10 weeks with no changes in diet, just the time window that we'll talk about later. Definitely speeds up the metabolism, and it's been shown to be very useful for weight loss resistant people, especially if you combine that with a low glycemic diet that I talk about all the time. You may easily lose that excess weight while you're burning the fat stores and preserving muscle mass. Next thing, which is really, really healthy and important, is it lowers the blood insulin and blood sugar levels, increases insulin sensitivity. So this is great for diabetics, people with PCOS, fatty liver disease, heart disease, skin tags, you know, around the neck and the, and the armpits. It's a real classic sign of insulin problems and also metabolic syndrome. Reversal of type 2 diabetes, increased energy, improved fat burning, 
what is an interesting thing that they're finding, that it improves gut flora diversity. Phenomenal side effect, benefit that occurs when you radically improve the beneficial bacteria in the gut. It supports the body's healthy flora. You know, because those flora in and around you actually outnumber your human cells by a lot. Intermittent fasting may be one of the most important things you can do because that gut lining, that is 80% of your immune system. So this may be one of the most important things you can do to improve your immune system so you don't get sick, you don't get colds, flus, you know, you sleep better, you have more energy, mental clarity, concentrate better. So, you know, what aspect of your health will not improve when your gut flora improves, you know, who knew all the things that the gut is responsible for? I guess Hippocrates back in, you know, 400 BC. But anyway, a little caveat though, if you have leaky gut, which is common, it may release toxins called LPS, lipopolysaccharides. And that can give people what's commonly mistakenly called the keto flu. And that is easily taken care of with a few capsules of activated charcoal. It's going to absorb those toxins. Native American tribes knew it, and people in the jungles of Peru and Nepal have used it to absorb intestinal glass, gas and toxins forever. Does a wonderful job. Another thing a lot of research is finding indications that it may be useful in the prevention of Alzheimer's disease. Possibly because there is a correlation between insulin resistance. You know, that's associated with lots of different dementias. But a recent MIT study found that a 24-hour fast improved stem cell regeneration and promoted the growth of new brain nerve cells while helping the body adapt to stimuli. Protects neurons. That, when you got have the ketones that are released rather than using glucose for energy, that's been shown to protect memory and learning functionality, suggesting it may slow disease processes in the brain. This, this next one is very important when it comes to the brain. Intermittent fasting may improve BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor. It's also referred to as miracle Grow fertilizer for the brain. It boosts levels by anywhere 50 to 400%. BDNF protein activates growth of brain neurons and triggers other chemicals that really promote neural health. This protein, be it DNF, protects your brain cells from changes that are associated with Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, or just age-related cognitive decline. BDNF is actively involved both in your muscles and your brain. There's a, a cross-connection, and that's why physical workouts, exercise, can have a beneficial effect on your brain tissue. That's why Dr. Bredesen, Dale Bredesen's work in Alzheimer's disease found that combination of intermittent fasting with little bursts of high intensity exercise appears to be particularly potent 
combination for any brain disease or cognitive impairment. Mark Matheson from the National Institute of Aging wrote, We know from animal models that if we start intermittent fasting at what would be the equivalent of middle-aged people, we can delay the onset of brain diseases and keep the brain younger. Oh my gosh, tons of research, uh, even on stroke damage as well. So another thing it does, so I mean, if that isn't enough, it uh, increases stem cell production. It may potentially increase lifespan. They've done a lot of animal studies. They can't ethically perform it on humans, of course, but physiologically, calorie restriction has been shown in animals to increase lifespan and improve tolerance to lots of different stresses in the body. It is associated with anti-aging, so bring it on. Animal studies galore show that it increases longevity, by as much as 30%. Bring it on. I want to live to be 100 youthfully, know I'm there, and glad I'm there. How about you? So another thing it does, increases SIRT1, S-I-R-T-1. That is another protein that regulates cell inflammation, aging, possibly autoimmunity. Since fasting increases SIRT1, SIRT1 it may also improve overall resilience, by affecting protein regulation. Reduces inflammation. And lastly, probably most importantly, it activates cellular cleansing by stimulating autophagy. Autophagy, autophagy, either, either. That was a discovery that in 2016 was awarded the Nobel Prize in Medicine. Autophagy is an essential biomolecular tool that it's it's like the cleanup fix-up committee comes in, getting rid of all the old, weak, and damaged, misshapen cells that can impair normal functioning. So the new, fresh, strong ones, the new stem cells, can have room. It's like pruning a, an old bush. When you prune properly, that bush comes back stronger and better. Autophagy reduces aging, reduces inflammation, and it's enhancing your body parts. So I like the analogy that stimulating autophagy, we're clearing out all of the old junky proteins and cellular parts. At the same time, it's stimulating growth hormone, telling our body to start producing some snazzy new parts for the body. It's like giving your body the complete renovation and upgrade. You know, you're getting rid of the old stuff before you can get the new stuff. Kind of like when you renovate your kitchen, you have to get rid of the old 1970s style avocado green stuff and put in the shiny new stainless steel ones. So you got to get rid of the junk before you can put in the new ones. When it increases that human growth hormone, remarkable fasting triggers a huge rise in HGH by as much as 1,300% in women and an incredible 2,000% in men. 
The only other thing to boost HGH like this is high-intensity interval training. You know, you've heard about that on other one of my podcasts, but what a combination. That's why Dale Bredesen recommends it to prevent or slow down Alzheimer's. So love it. HGH, that fitness hormone, it's the youth hormone, it's the anti-aging hormone, you know, going to boost muscle growth, boost fat loss, revs your metabolism. So all of the benefits and you're reducing inflammation and free radicals may reduce your cancer risk reduces the risk of many chronic diseases, diabetes, cardiovascular cancer. You know, the theory of thrifty genes, you know, those of us whose ancestors survived a lot of famine, we may gain weight easily. And that unfortunately is associated with a lot of chronic metabolic syndromes you know you know we we can just pull through a drive through and get 1200 calories our ancestors survived famine thank heaven you know so those kind of calories we you know you might as well just apply them directly the problem is that we are feasting a lot and we're never fasting our bodies have not adapted to this overfeeding probably never will so we really need to eat like our ancestors did. You know, they did a lot of fasting and they did a little feasting, but a lot of fasting, more than they wanted to, I'm sure. So, you know, in this day of supermarkets and refrigerators and food availability everywhere, we don't get that. You know, so our triglycerides are up. All the things associated to chronic diseases, you know, triglycerides, total cholesterol, blood pressure, you know, all these things, obesity, all linked to that. So there have been so many studies done on fasting to reduce heart disease. One of the most recent ones published in June 2012 found that those people who fasted regularly had a 58% lower risk of coronary disease than those who never fasted. 90% of the participants were Mormons that are encouraged to fast at least one day a month. So many good things. Okay, so how do you fast? What, what is fasting? Well, you can do the total fast. I don't recommend it, but total fast where you're just going to drink water for a period of time. What most are recommending now is a reduced eating window. We call it the 16-8, which means you fast for 16 hours, and then that leaves eight hours left to eat. That's my personal favorite. You know, you're allowed to drink or can of coffee or tea, and I'll tell you about that later. Um, and it provides ketones. You know, I, I love it. Sale day, I make sure that I put my Bulletproof Brain Octane in there. So, the 16-8 window, um, maybe you begin eating at noon with lots of good healthy things that I always encourage, and then you have a light dinner that is done no later than 8 o'clock. So no portion restriction within reason, and this works really well for most people. So, you know, since basically you're just skipping breakfast. I think it's good to take a good multivitamin because you are reducing your nutrient intake. Third kind kind of popular. It's called the 5-2, where you eat regularly for five days and you fast for two days. Um, fasting 
is is really you're you're not totally fasting. You're limiting your calories to about 500. I know someone who did this, and their cholesterol went from 220 down to 185. Um, increased HDL, lowered LDL, blood sugar dropped from 106 to 90. Total pounds lost was about 15. And their subjective memory and stress levels improved, um, and energy significantly improved. So, so many studies have shown it decreases the, what we call cardiometabolic risk factors, blood pressure, blood sugar, triglycerides, and the waist to hip ratio. Okay. And of course your BMI. So advantages of intermittent fasting over dieting. Well, number one, it's simple. Uh, Number two, some diets can be really expensive. Fasting is free. Okay. You know, what saves time. Fasting takes no time, nothing to fix. And it works when you're traveling. Fasting, you know, you're taking it with you. You don't, it's nothing like you have to do anything. And where diets are variably effective, fasting is unquestionably effective. You will lose weight. There is no more powerful method to lowering insulin, decreasing body weight as intermittent fasting, not just the latest diet. In fact, it's probably the oldest nutritional intervention on record. Improves gene expression, reduces inflammation, you know, activates repair mechanisms, renews mitochondria. Oh my gosh. So fabulous stuff. I could go on and on. But there are some people who shouldn't do it. It is not for the underweight or people with a history of eating disorder. It is not for pregnant or breastfeeding or people that are actively growing like teenagers. And if you're on certain medications, especially diabetic medications, it's not for when you're exhausted, stressed, or under the weather. It's not when you have a viral infection like the flu. Some carbs are actually needed to prevent and protect neuronal damage from inflammation. You can definitely add MCT to add extra ketones that's going to be anti-inflammatory. And you don't want to break a fast with carbs if you have a bacterial infection because the sugar can increase bacterial growth. In fact, some carbs um, you really want to keep lower when you have a bacterial infection. Um, You know, bacteria hate low-carb diets and especially women wanting to conceive. You don't want to be using intermittent fasting. You know, a lot of people are doing what Dave Asprey calls bulletproof coffee, where he adds, and I do this too, a little healthy fat to the organic coffee. This can work because fat doesn't stimulate insulin and it keeps the protein metabolism silent. Brain is really helpful to keep hunger at bay and it switches on the alert mode in the brain. Fat switches off the hunger hormone, ghrelin, and kicks in CCK, cholecystokinin, which is the stop eating hormone that normally is triggered 10 minutes after you start to eat. So some healthy fats would be extra virgin olive oil, doesn't taste too good in your coffee, avocado oil, ditto. Ghee isn't too bad, that is clarified butter, or grass-fed butter, like Irish Kerrygold. Um, flax oil, like Barleen's, doesn't taste too good in coffee. Or MCT oil. 
My personal favorite is the Bulletproof Brain Octane that only has the C8. That's why it's MCT medium chain triglycerides. So it is just eight long. That is the the chain, the MC, the medium chain. Um, Or you can do coconut oil. So what I do is I'll put a teaspoon of brain octane that has the C8, and then I add a tablespoon of acacia fiber that blends easily into the hot coffee. It's a soluble fiber that also feeds the healthy gut bacteria, provides bulk. So it keeps you feeling full, aids, adds to the reduction of hunger, and it's a good intestinal bulking agent. So I don't do this every day, but I would have to say I'm doing it more days than not. So there you go, intermittent fasting. I hope you found this information interesting and useful to you or someone you love. If you want to learn more, stop by the shop. Let's talk. Remember, food's our best medicine or our slowest poison. So choose the food you do eat wisely. But as always, check with your doctor if you have a medical condition before beginning any program. If you watch, if you want, you can watch my webinars or listen to other Today's Nutrition podcasts by going to my website, debford.com, or any place you listen to podcasts. As always, thanks for listening, and I hope you have a stupendous day.